888-835-2414. This is Blogging with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Blogging with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. <laughs> I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 347, we're going to be talking about how to build a six-figure community around your blog yes you heard that correctly i went there a six-figure community i know what you're i know that you're focused on blogging i know that you're you're putting value out there and that's great but if you want to take this stuff seriously you gotta make some money and with all the changes happening in social media and blogging, it can often seem close to impossible to get there. Well, it isn't impossible, and you have the opportunity to build something big. So what I'm going to do is walk you through 10 things that you can do to help you build the kind of community that will make your blog successful. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to take massive action on at least one point mentioned in this episode. So building a six-figure community around your blog, that's what we're going to be talking about today. What is up what is up hope you are having an amazing day and if you are not having an amazing day i hope by the end of this podcast episode you will be able to say that it is a little more amazing than it was before you started this is episode number 347 you can find detailed show notes at becomeablogger.com slash 347 anything that i mentioned any links resources it'll all be there now, I want to tell you what we're going to talk about in this episode. Number one, we're going to talk about the concept of 1,000 true fans and how we've been misled. Number two, we're going to be talking about 10 things that you can do to build a six-figure community. This is going to be the bulk of the episode. And then number three, we're just going to wrap things up. But before we go into today's topic, we do have a question that was called into the hotline by Mark Mason from Late Night Internet marketing so i'm gonna let him take it over take it over boy hey leslie my name is mark mason from late night internet marketing and here's my question i see that you're everywhere you have this blog you have a podcast you do video you're awesome on facebook what if i can't be everywhere i mean what if i'm new and i feel just totally overwhelmed and i just don't have time to be everywhere what do i do do i just quit i mean i don't know what to do let me know, man. Thanks. Love the podcast. Glad it's back. Have a fantastic day. That was the Mark Mason. Mark, I love you, man. <laughs> if you don't know, Mark is in a mastermind group with me. And when I heard his voice on my, my hotline, I was like, oh, Mark. <laughs> Anyhow, that is a great question. What if I can't be everywhere? I got, a, I got a wife and six kids. I got a job. I got so much going on. What if I can't be everywhere? What should I do? Should I just give up? And the answer is absolutely not. You should not just give up because there is still so much you can do. The, here's the thing. There's a myth that we have to be everywhere. And that's not the reality. 
The reality is you can't be everywhere and do it well, especially if you are just getting started. Now, you know, the, 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 the longer you've been doing this and the more of a team you have and all that stuff, it makes much more possible. But if you're just getting started and you're trying to build, you want to make sure that you are using your time as well as possible. So I actually do not advocate this be everywhere mentality, especially when you're just getting started. Instead, what I would ask you to do is to choose where you want to focus. Do you plan on creating videos? And is YouTube going to be your platform because, you know, you know about the search engine benefits of uh, YouTube and all that good stuff? Are you going to be building there? If so, I would encourage you to spend the majority of your time focused on building on that platform. It's kind of like the 80-20 rule, right? 80% of your time on 20% of the things. Make this your 20% of the things that you are spending 80% of your time on. Now, if from there you also want to add like a secondary platform and so on, yeah, feel free to do that. But make sure to be focused primarily on one, especially if you're just getting started. That's going to eliminate some of that overwhelm for you, and it's going to make it so that you can actually do what you need to do to grow on that specific platform. Now, once you reach to a point where you have systems in place and, and that platform is just working for you and you know that it's going to continue to work and grow because of the systems that you have in place, then yes, it makes sense to start focusing on something else. But don't, don't believe the hype that you have to be everywhere all the time, especially when you're getting started. Focus, get a lot done, and then expand over time as your ability expands and as your team expands and all that good stuff. So, Mark, thank you so much for calling into the hotline. I am so glad to hear your voice always. And uh, if you listening to this right now have a question that you would love for me to add, answer at the beginning of the podcast, you can go ahead and call the hotline. The number is 888-835-2414. And I will answer it on a future episode. All right. Let's get into today's content where we're talking about how to build a six-figure community around your blog. All right, I want to start out by saying that you have been misled. I know, I know it's not what you wanted to hear, but it's true. We have been misled and we've been misled for a long time. And how we have been misled, especially in the world that we live in today where social media is such a huge part of what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. We've been misled to believe that in order to be successful, in order to, 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 to build a successful online business and an online platform and be an influencer and all this jazz... You've got to have, you know, millions of followers, people that are, are, are subscribed to your channel in, the, in droves. But that's not the case. The reality is that most people will never accomplish that. I don't know if I'm going to have millions of followers at some point in the future. I don't have anywhere close to that. But it's possible to build a successful business with far fewer than that. You know, I just recently uh, reread an article that I, I stumbled onto a while back, and it's a, a very popular article um, by Kevin Kelly. And the title of the article is 
1,000 true fans. And this article really did a good job at bringing my mindset back to reality. And, and, and I want to explain the premise of this article, the premise of this 1,000 true fan concept. And it, it's like this. If you, get, if you can get 1,000 true fans, right? These 1,000 people, they follow you, they engage with you, they're connected with you in a deep way. If you can get 1,000 true fans to spend $100 a year with you, and I've mentioned this on a previous episode, you know what you got? You got a six-figure income. I know. 1,000 people. I, I didn't say millions. I didn't say tens of thousands. I didn't say 100,000. I, I, I said 1,000 people to spend $100 with you. Now, he, he even breaks it down in a few ways, and I absolutely love this. Can you get 1,000 true fans who are willing to spend one day's wages with you? One out of 365? If so, and they have like an average wage, you just earned a six-figure income. Now, for me, why I like this is because a 1,000 doesn't sound as intimidating as 10,000 or as 100,000 or as a million. Another way he breaks it down, can you invest enough in people to earn one true fan every day? Just one. Does that sound ridiculously overwhelming? Because if it doesn't, and if you can accomplish that, just one true fan every day, you're going to have a six-figure income in only three years. Now, Here's the beautiful part about this, right? Yes, we're talking about a thousand true fans, and it's a thousand people that are spending a hundred dollars with you. But what if you have more than a hundred dollars in value? What if your fans are willing to spend two hundred dollars with you? All of a sudden, you only need five hundred true fans, not even a thousand. So it's not the ne necessarily the numbers. If they're willing to spend. <laughs> $1,000 with you and you have that much value to provide, which isn't, you know, un unimaginable. All you need is 100 of those people. So the question then becomes, okay, Leslie, this sounds kind of interesting and that sounds like a cool article, but what exactly is a true fan? I want to read uh, Kelly's definition and I'm going to read it verbatim. I'm going to quote him. All right. A true fan is defined as a fan that will buy anything you produce. These diehard fans will drive 200 miles to see you sing. They will buy the hardback and paperback and audible versions of your book. They will purchase your next figurine sight unseen. They will pay for the best of DVD version of your free YouTube channel. They will come to your chef's table once a month. This is how he defines a true fan. So it's not about building a bunch of subscribers. While, you know, having subscribers, that can be a very good thing. But are you getting people to connect with you at that level? Now, here's my goal in, in this episode. I want to break down how you can get one true fan. <laughs> 
That's what I want to do primarily. How do you get one true fan? Someone that is willing to spend that $100 with you every year, all right? Because once we know that, then we could do it over and over and over and over and over. The next thing that I want to do in this episode is I want to break down how to grow a community of true fans so that they will remain true fans. And the last thing is I want to break down what it takes to earn $100 from each fan. All right? So that's the goal for this podcast episode. Now, I don't want to mislead anyone here. Uh, I don't want to make it seem that I have a 1,000 true fans that are spending $100 and that's how I'm making a six-figure income. No, I don't quite, I'm not quite there yet. However, uh, you know, in what I've been able to build um, to where I've built my business to a six-figure income is uh, in, in doing that, in growing to where I am today, there's a lot that I've learned. And partly what I'm doing in this episode is I'm kind of reminding myself what I need to do more of. So the, the goal, the hope here is that uh, by listening to this episode and by listening to these tips and by listening to the different things I'm going to be going through uh, as I share the thoughts about what I know I need to do more in my business, I want you to feel empowered to grow your own six-figure community. Are you with me? If you're with me, say Yes, I am. Wait, I didn't hear anything. No, I'm just joking. Of course you said it. <laughs> so let's go ahead and do this. Ten things. Number one, this one is going to sound very obvious. Um, but number one, create good content for a targeted niche. Yes, I know. Okay. They, yes, Leslie, you're saying really basic stuff. But I got to get the basic stuff out right at the beginning. All right? Create good content for a target, a targeted niche. Is your niche too broad? Is your niche huge? Are you just, you know, your blog is about health and, and health is for everyone. No, if, if that's the case, no, we need to niche it down. Now, most people, when they talk about niching it down, they talk about, you know, if, if you don't niche it down, you're not going to get exposure. You're not going to get uh, tra traction and all that good stuff. But here's the thing, because, you know, it, it, it's harder because you're just in there with tons of other bloggers that are blogging about uh, similar things, right? That, that's where most people go where, when they talk about this niching down thing. But it's not just about that. It's about being able to serve unique individuals in a unique way that a big corporation can't do. If you are able to focus in on that targeted niche in that unique way, all of a sudden you have something that's different. All of a sudden you have people who identify with your message. This allows you to serve people at a deeper level. And that's what it's all about. This is why, this is part of the reason why niching down is so important in 2019 and beyond. So number one, create good content for a targeted niche so that you can serve them better like no big corporation can. All right. Remember, we're not trying to serve millions of people here. We're trying to get to that one fan 
to eventually add another one and another one, eventually to that thousand fans or whatever that number is for you. All right, number two. Stand up for or against something and make that stance extremely clear. Now, I'm going I'm to talk about something kind of controversial. It's the thing that they tell you never to talk about on, in, on social media, in public, with friends, with family, and all that stuff. Yes, I'm going into politics. And just to warn you, the, 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 the name Trump will come up. All right? All right. Some of you are a little antsy right now. You're wondering where Leslie is going. Now, this isn't a for or against Trump. This is analyzing something that has happened. I just, I just stayed in a hotel. And when I was leaving the hotel, there was a very interesting thing that I saw. There was a car. No, a minivan, actually. And on the minivan, it had a, a, a sticker. Uh, no, it was a sign in the, right by the windshield. On one side, it said... Trump for president, make America great again. All right? On the opposite side, there was another sign. And what it said was, Hillary for jail. <laughs> now, I'm not trying to get politic political here in any way. So if you think I'm going there, I'm not going there. But I got to acknowledge the fact that what Trump did, what he succeeded at doing was number one, standing up for something in an, it, 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 rallying around this concept of make America great again. This is one thing. This is what we stand for, whether you believe it or not. And on the other side, rallying against something, and in this case, someone, a specific person. Now, this is a powerful combination. And whether you are into politics, whether you are into blogging, whether you are into to, to, to something completely different, maybe you're a homeschooling mother and you are standing against all of these companies that seem to be just injecting all of our kids' foods with sugar, <laughs> whatever that is for you. It may be a person. It may not be a person. Stand up for something. Or stand against something. It may be a concept. It may be a movement. Or it may be, you know, it may be coming from the perspective of, man, this social media thing, it is killing our society. Or, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily saying that that's the case. But what do you stand for and what do you stand against? That right there, if you, can, if you can incorporate that into your messaging, the people that resonate with that are going to be attracted to you. So stand up for or stand up against something and make that thing clear. I didn't get too political there, right? No, because I didn't even share my opinion. You don't even know what I think about Trump. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to tip number three. Share your genuine and authentic self. Hey, here's the thing, right? 
if I come to your blog right now, I do a Google search for whatever the topic is of your blog and I come to your blog and what I see there is just a bunch of information about your niche, a bunch of information about your industry, a bunch of information and information and information. Quite frankly, what the internet is not suffering from right now is a lack of information. No, the information is everywhere. Everything I teach you can find freely on the internet. The stuff that I teach inside my coaching club and in my membership and all that good stuff, you can find everything for free on the internet. So if it's all about the information, I'm sorry, but you're not going to have that impact. There are so many blogs out there with information that you're going to have on your blog. But you know what will make your blog different? You. Because you are a unique individual. And the more you share your genuine and authentic self, the more you tell your story and the more you are real with that story, people are going to see you and some are going to really identify with you. Some are going to connect with your story. Some are going to feel as if they are hearing about themselves. And when you are able to do that, and when they are able to feel that connection, that is when you are making progress at building that community. All right? So number three, share your genuine and authentic self. Number four, let's go to number four. We're almost halfway there. Number four, show up consistently in multiple forms. Yes, we know that, man, social media has evolved. It's become much more dynamic and engaging and all that stuff. We know that online video is the bulk of what we see online and what we consume online. We know that when we are struggling to find stuff, we go to, to, to find, figure out how to do something. We go to YouTube and we search for how to start a blog or how to uh, 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 fill out a contract or how to, whatever the case might be, how to make a meal for 10 kids. <laughs> yes, that. I, I have one client right now, and her her, her um, business is all about feeding large families, all right? Whatever it is I search for, there's so many forms and so many engaging forms of that content online, and, and there's so many communities that are forming, and social media has made it possible for us to connect in so many di different ways. I want to encourage you to do something. Get out from behind your blog. If you're hiding behind, you know, me typing this post in WordPress, if that's what you've been doing, it's time to get out. It's time to connect with your, your followers or the, 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 your, your growing followers uh, on, on different platforms. It's, it's time to go to where they are and engaging with them as a part of their daily lives. Now, one, uh, I, I mentioned this at the beginning. It's not about trying to be everywhere. It's trying to connect in different ways. Whether that's in Facebook stories or Instagram stories. Whether it's by going live or it's by uh, 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 connecting in a Facebook community. Whatever the case might be. Show up consistently and in multiple forms. Number five. This right here is such a powerful thing. Have community lingo or maybe i should say community specific 
lingo. When I was younger, I remember, um, so after school, I would hop on my bike. I would come home, drop off my stuff, uh, eat really quick, and then I'd jump on my bike and I'd ride down the road, go down to Burger King. This is in St. Martin. Um, and my friends would be there. And we would be riding around on our bikes. We'd be hanging out, make, cracking jokes. I mean, we would have the time of our lives. Sometimes we get into a little bit of trouble, but that's not the topic of this episode. The main thing is we would be there and we were connecting. This was my crew. And I remember there were certain things that we used to say that nobody else said. And I think this one is so... <laughs> It's so strange that it illustrates the point perfectly. There was a guy that he was kind of he wasn't necessarily the leader of the pack, but to a certain extent he was. It's kind of like this unspoken thing. And he made up a word. And the, the word was sakabaru. And you had to emphasize the roo. <laughs> now, what did it mean? Absolutely nothing. When did we say it? All the time. And there was something about saying Sakabaru <laughs> that made us feel a part of this tribe. It made us feel connected to each other. Language is so powerful. I speak Dutch because I went to school in Dutch um, up until the age of 17. Well, right before I turned 17. And if I, I remember when I was coming back from somewhere, I was on a, tr uh, a, a, a tram, um, a shuttle, sorry, on uh, an airport, I think in Tampa. I was in Tampa Airport shuttle and someone was in there with his family and they were speaking Dutch. And when I heard that, I felt this kind of instant connection and I wanted to talk to them because, hey, you know, we have this thing in common. Language, shared language is such a powerful connector. And it's why so many, you know, uh, popular books that we know of uh, come up with named theories and named concepts. Because if you start using that that name, you feel now like you're a part of that tribe. Uh, there's something powerful about shared languages. Shared language. So what processes can you describe and name? What terms can you use that's unique to your community? Don't go making up Sakabaru and it doesn't make any sense, um, but get the point from that and start using terminal terminology that is unique to your community. And then teach them how to use this, the, these newly described processes and how to, uh, what these words mean and when to use them and all that stuff. It excites me every time someone posts inside my Facebook group for the Become a Blogger Coaching Club and they're using phrases like ideal target person and some of the other terminology that I use in my training. It makes me feel like, man, yeah, we, we are connected in some way. All right, let's go to tip number six. Tip number six. Now, this one, I keep saying this is powerful, but it is powerful. Connect with individuals, all right? Now, oftentimes you hear people say, man, I have 1,000 people on my email list. I have 10,000. I have 100,000 people on my email list. Woohoohoo! yes, amazing. But one of the most powerful things you can do to, 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 to form that connection within your community 
is not to worry, not to focus on the big numbers, right? But to focus on the actual individuals. How are you connecting with these people, these actual real human beings? And how are they feeling that connection? What are you doing to make that a reality? And here's the beauty of this. When you're just getting started, your community is pretty small. And if your community is small, if your community is only 10 people, it is so much easier to connect with each individual than if your community is 100 or if your community is 1,000. So when you are starting out, you are at an advantage where this is concerned. So I want to give you a few things that you can do to help strengthen that connection with individuals. Number one. Let's say someone stumbles onto a blog post, whether it's on social media, it got shared, or they do a Google search and they come to your blog post and they leave a comment. You know what? Something you can do that's really simple because when they comment, it, they oftentimes would leave their name and email address. Why not reach out to them personally? Why not? Or if they comment on something publicly on social media, why not reach out to them privately? Thank them so much for commenting. See how they're doing and try to connect with them in that one-on-one -on -one way. That's a powerful thing that you can do, especially when you're just getting started. Um, another thing, randomly reach out to just individual members of your community just to check in on them. See how they're doing, just randomly. Whenever I do this, the person is always surprised um, and it always helps to strengthen a relationship. Number three, let's say you are creating video content or you're creating any kind of content. Call people's names in different ways. It could be in your podcast. It could be in your videos. It could be on your live videos. It could be on in your blog posts. You can write about them. Um, it could be in your social media posts. There's something special. Whenever you hear your name, there's something special about it. I rem I, I, it, it some, one of the things that I do every so often, if I'm watching a live video and it's one of my friends um, and my son is there, I will tell them that he's there watching. And they would say, hey, Noah. And he would be like, well, wait, what? Did, did, did it just call my name? All of a sudden now he's very super engaged. How can you call people out? in a positive way, publicly, in a way to let them know that you appreciate them. So connect with individuals. That is point number six. All right, how many more do we got? Four more, right? Seven, eight, nine, and ten. Let's go with number seven. Have a place online for members to connect with each other. Now, Yes, uh, it's awesome if you're connecting with the members of this community, but a community is more than one person just connecting with a ton of other people. No, it's about those other people connecting with each other as well. How do you facilitate that? How are you facilitating them being connected? That right there is extremely powerful, and I want to share some ways that you can do this. Number one, uh, you have people in your network, right? Um, so introduce them to people in your network, kind of like on a one-on-one -on -one thing. You know, um, uh, uh, do you know someone, uh, let's say uh, someone in my audience is a part of a certain industry. 
and I have other people in my audience in that industry, well, then it makes perfect sense for me to then connect those people to each other. Makes sense. Could introduce via email, could introduce via social media or direct message, whatever the case might be. So powerful. Number two, start a Facebook group. This is a great way to build community, especially right now when Facebook is really emphasizing uh, these Facebook groups. Um, if you are starting and you want to you know, get started with a community, start a Facebook group. It can be very uh, it can be very promising when it comes to growing that community. Number uh, number three, invite members of your community onto a Facebook Live where they can interact with each other. I remember I used to do this thing where um, because on Facebook Live, if you're using the app on a mobile device, you can invite other people on. And people would come on and we'd have a conversation and people in the chat would be asking questions and so on. And there have actually been partnerships formed as a result of those live sessions. It's such a powerful thing. Another thing you can do, and this is something that I do every other week with the members of my coaching club, have group calls, live group calls where community members get to interact with each other. Yes, they're on there to ask me questions, but they're also on there to help each other out. That right there is powerful. Um, uh, uh, Bella Vasta just mentioned on one of the trainings that we've had recently for a social media marketing society that um, she knows of a, a a, a Facebook community where every once in a while they would just get on a Zoom call, all of them, well, not all of them, but anyone that wants to be on the Zoom call, and they wouldn't even be talking. They'd just be there, the video would be on, and they're working all over the world, but they just know that there's someone there with them. That right there is powerful. Not saying that that is something that you should do, but it illustrates the point. The more you can facilitate, uh, facilitate other people connecting with each other, the more powerful and the more connective, connected of a community you're going to have. Number eight, we got three more to go. Number eight, random acts of kindness. This is something in the business um, world, I first heard from my friend Pat Flynn. I'm in a mastermind group with him. And I remember he used to talk about these random acts of kindness. Ha have you ever been on, on the receiving, uh, receiving end of some random act of kindness? How did it make you feel? I, 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 I can guess. Awesome, right? Yes, of course. Because when someone does something nice for you, especially when you didn't expect it, and that's the random part, right? It makes you feel awesome. Now, have you ever been on the giving end of a random act of kindness? How did that make you feel? Probably even more awesome, right? Whenever someone does a random act of kindness, it makes them feel good about themselves. But it helps to strengthen a bond because it was unexpected. And because it was unexpected, it's then remembered. So start doing that in your community. All right, let's go to number nine. We only got two more, right? Number nine, go offline. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We, we're doing this blogging thing. We can do it from in our basement, in our PJs, and we could stay behind our computers. Oh, we could make our videos. We could make our videos. We could put them on YouTube, but we're still right here at home behind our computers. And, you know, there's that barrier, and that makes us feel comfortable, right? Right, right? But you know what? 
the best connections happen in person. Have meetups. Go to meetups. You know, when I think about all of the business opportunities that have come my way when it comes to my blog, when it comes to my business, when I think about all of the significant relationships that I have today in business, they have all, we've all connected in person. All. I cannot think of one significant relationship right now that has contributed to the success of my business where I've never met that person. I cannot think of one. Not one. There's something special about getting from behind the computer and connecting with people. IRL. In real life. And if you can be the person that facilitates that man you just took that community to the next level i remember um the first meetup that i ever did for my biology community when i was doing that blog it was in cincinnati ohio and i had a few people come out there and it was awesome go off line that is number nine and number ten number ten I had to leave this one for last because um, it depends on, uh, you know, your, the success of this last one is going to be dependent on all the other stuff that you've been doing. So I wanted to give you some of those tips first, and then I wanted to get to this. Now, if you remember the original equation, if you can get a thousand people to pay you a hundred dollars a year, you've just made a hundred thousand dollars. You are now a six figure earner as a result of this community that you've built. But in order to do that, you have to have enough stuff to sell. And it has to be enough to equal that $100 or $200 if you're trying to build a six-figure community from 500 people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what are you creating that is valuable enough for people to part with their hard-earned cash so that they can get it? If you are not creating anything to sell or if you don't have something to sell or you don't provide a service that you can sell, if you haven't gotten to this stage in your business, maybe it's time to start working on it. Maybe it's time to write that ebook, to create that course. Maybe it's time to, to start doing that webinar or to launch that membership. Maybe it's time to build a business. You've got to create something or have something to sell all right those are the 10 things so these are practical things that we can all do and if you do them if you choose some of them to focus on this can help you on your way to building that six figure community you don't have to do it all but you do need to take action you do do need to start focusing on some of the tactics or at least one of the tactics and going deep with that. The main thing I want you to understand is that it is possible to still build a six figure community with your blog. And what I want you to do is get to work. And before you get to work, I want you to make a kind of a smaller step. Come back to this episode, becomeablogger.com slash 347, and let me know how you plan on building your community in the comments. Now, I want to leave you with some action steps. Three things, 
three very simple things. Number one, choose one thing you want to focus on for growing your community. One of the ten. Just one. Uno. Ain. Just one. Number two, take action on that thing for the next 30 days consistently. That one thing that you decided, that one thing that you came to becomeablogger.com slash 347 and you posted about, take action on it for the next 30 days. And number three, evaluate your results. That, that's all I want you to do. Those three things. How do they sound? Simple enough, right? All right. Then let's do it. Oh, I, this is where I start music, huh? Hold on. I just realized I don't have my music loaded up. Don't worry. I got you. And here we go. Man, I hope you got a lot of value from that episode. Uh, this was episode number 347. Come to becomeablogger.com slash 347. If you missed anything, it'll be there. All the 10 points. If you, if you need a reminder because you listened to it when you were in your car and you want to let me know which one you're going to be focused on, go to becomeablogger.com slash 347. One simple call to action after that call to action. <laughs> If you want to get your blog started, you want to know how to go from idea to blog and you want guidance, guidance from someone that has done it before, guidance for someone that's going to break it down in a very step-by-step -step and logical way, I want you to check out fromidea2blog.com because when you check it out, you're going to get all my free training on exactly how to go from idea to blog. That's pretty self-explanatory, right? Because you want to build this community. You want to get started. You want to start creating content, inspiring others, and changing the world while building your online business. But you do need some of that guidance from idea to blog.com. That's pretty much it for this episode. My name is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, you know, take care and God bless. <laughs>